Hello, Believers. This is Dr. Shantae, and welcome to another episode of Believing Bigger Podcast, a podcast that helps entrepreneurs and people who want to create impact in the world find the tools, the confidence, and most importantly, the faith to believe bigger in their dreams. So let me start with a thank you for engaging with me over at readytobelieve.com. You guys have been signing up for my free guide on creating consistency. And if you haven't done that, what are you waiting for? Go over there, do it. It's free. Just download it. And the challenge has started and I'm so excited about that. I have students that are taking the challenge and creating consistency and we're having a good time. So this year is off to a fine start and I have you to thank for that. And so today we are going to be talking about broken crayons. I love this episode because I'm telling you by the end of it, you will be glad that you are a believer. And so our guiding scripture comes from 1 Corinthians 18 to 32. And I know it seems like I'm going to be reading for a while, but you know, bear with me. It's always good. I never let you down. It all has a a purpose. Okay. So verse 18 starts with this for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God for it is written. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent. I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Key verses here. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify. That means to cancel the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. So today we are going to shift our attention on these three areas of focus. Number one, know that you know. Number two, broken crayons. And number three, we brag different. Yes, I said different, not differently. And you know, I know how to say it because you know, I teach English, but let's get into know that you know. So verses 18 and 19 say for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God for it is written. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the intelligence of the intelligent. I will frustrate. And so here's the thing, no matter how long you've been a believer, There are still those moments where we question God's methods. I know I do. We don't understand why he does what he does the way that he does it. And there are times where we feel guilty, okay, for questioning God, because in our finite minds, okay, our minds can only process so much. We cannot make sense out of things like tragedy and injustice and senseless violence, and government shutdowns, and Donald Trump. Ooh, did I say that? Yes, I did. 
And we question our own beliefs. You know, when we doubt Romans 8, 28, Romans 8, 28 says that all things work together for the good of them who love God and for those who are called according to his purpose. And that doesn't make you an unbeliever. It makes you human because there are just a lot of things happening in this world that we just cannot make sense of. But let me give you some reassurance. So our scripture, the first part of the scripture that I read tells us that the message of the cross, meaning the message that God sent his only son into the world to redeem our souls from hell, the message that through his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection from the grave, that we have redemption, that message, okay, that is the message of the cross. That message sounds like a bunch of foolishness. But to who? What does the scripture say? It says the message of the cross sounds like foolishness to who? To those who are perishing. To perish means to suffer complete ruin or destruction. So to whom does the message of the cross sound like foolishness? The message of the cross sounds like foolishness to those that reject it. People that reject the message of the cross are the walking dead. Okay. And I'm not talking about the TV show. I'm talking about living among us. There is the walking dead because they don't believe in Jesus. They believe in their own efforts. They believe in their wealth and they believe in their fame and they believe in the universe and the sage and the crystals and the frequencies and the vibrations and even God or some form of God, they believe that too, okay? Some of them believe in God, but they don't believe in the resurrection. They don't accept that. They don't accept the word of God that Jesus is the only way to God. Because the scripture says, John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. And you know the world we live in. People say, well, there's more than one way to God. Well, that's your truth. And, you know, this is my truth. And that's why I don't like the Bible, because it's dogmatic. And it's just too matter of fact. And, you know, you have those people that come with the, the philosophies and masterpieces and want to come and tell you that, you know, you being brainwashed by the man and that back in slavery from the plantation, and you have just been corrupted. And you know what? All of that might sound good and plausible if, uh, with a capital I-F, and I can only speak for me, if I did not know Jesus for myself, and I do know Jesus for myself. So whether he was introduced to me by the white man, black man, Asian man, purple man, the fact of the matter is Jesus is real. And how do I know that he is real in my soul? How do you know that he is real in your soul? You have had some experience with Jesus. You have had some brush ups with Jesus. You have had some circumstances that Jesus has snatched you out of. You have had some things happen in your life and you don't look like what you've been through and you attribute that to nobody but Jesus. And so the message of the cross to those who are perishing sounds like a bunch of hogwash, but 
the Bible says to those of us who are being saved. Okay. To those of us who are being redeemed, let the redeemed of the Lord say so to those of us who have our names written in the lamb's book of life. To those of us who are being saved, the scripture says it is the power of God. Where do we get our power from? We get our power from the message of the cross, from the fact that God did send his son into the world to die for our sins, for sins that we could not possibly atone for. And he died on the cross and he rose from the grave. That is our power and that he has ascended to heaven to make preparation for us to be with him in eternity. That is the message of the cross. And so when you find strength and power and renewal in the word of God, that is the spirit of God responding to the word of God created by the person of God that dwells within you. That is what is responding to the word. If you feel happy in your spirit right now, like, yes, girl, yes, that is the spirit of God, because that is your reassurance that you are not lost. That is your reassurance that you are not the one who is perishing. That is your reassurance that you are the one who who is redeemed. It resonates with you because you are one of the called out ones who accepted the message of the cross by faith. And you know how it is. Some people are too smart for their own good. We know those people who have an answer for everything and, and, you know, they can explain away this and they can talk about science and they can talk about the hierarchical structures of racism, institutional and otherwise, you know, we know people like that, but here's the thing. God's love for us is incomprehensible. We cannot explain it. We don't deserve it. Here's the thing. No one can make logical sense of a holy God creating human beings flawed as we are and sending his son who knew no sin to become sin for us because he loved us. We don't understand that kind of love in human terms because none of us would do it. You're going to give up your child for a bunch of derelicts. <laughs> You're going to give up your child for a bunch of hate mongers. Okay. You're going to give up your child for a bunch of jerks. Absolutely not. Okay. We don't understand that. And that's why it frustrates the know-it-all. God's love just does not jibe with human logic. So while we may not always understand his ways, the way that we respond to his word helps us be confident in our redemption, which brings us to broken crayons. I love these two verses. It says, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to do what? To shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to do what? To shame the strong. And this is so key. You know why? Because so often, We get down on ourselves because we don't have the prestige and we don't have the influence and we don't have the money and we don't have the looks and we don't have the connections and the status symbols and we don't get invited to the events and we don't have 50,000 followers on social media and and we, we don't have those things. And so, you know, we get down on ourselves because we don't have those things that, that define American culture that, that separate the haves from the have nots. But my question to you is this, where in the Bible did you ever see God use those kind of people to carry out his will? This is the part where I'm going to insert the crickets. Okay. 
Where in the Bible did you ever see God use those kinds of people, the ones that you envy, the ones that got it going on, the ones that you compare yourself to, the ones that's supposed to be popping? Where, how, when did you ever see God use those people in the Bible to carry out his will? Moses was a murderer. Rahab was a prostitute. Noah got drunk and passed out naked. David was the scrawniest of his brothers. Remember I told you King David had a bunch of like eight, nine strapping Gaston type brothers. And he was not that. Okay. He was the runt of the litter. Paul was a killer of Christians. The disciples, when Jesus called the disciples, he didn't call bankers and CEOs and wise men and philosophers. He called fishermen. They stank. Okay, because they've been out at the seaside all day. The woman at the well, she had five husbands and was working on another one when Jesus found her. So when did you ever see Jesus using these high profile, red carpet, sparkle and dazzle people to accomplish his will? You haven't. Because the Bible says he's not interested in that. Isaiah, even Isaiah describes Jesus as an average looking Joe. Isaiah 53 two says, for he grew up before him like a young plant, or some versions say a tender plant, like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. In other words, Jesus was a regular Joe. Jesus was the kind of guy that you would pass up in the street without so much as a second look. And when Jesus was born, he wasn't born in Bethlehem, you know, as we know it, the city by the West Bank. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Ephrata, a very small town about eight miles outside of Nazareth. Micah 5, 2 says, but you, Bethlehem, Ephrata, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. So what's significant about that? It's the difference between being born in Paris, France and Paris, Texas, okay? One city is this popular destination, this tourist attraction, and when people go to the holy city, to Bethlehem, you see people flocking to Bethlehem. But Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Ephrata. He was born, you know, so that's the equivalent of saying he was born in Paris, and people running to Paris, France, it's like, nah, fam. <laughs> he was born in Paris, Texas. You, you, you need to come, you need to come a little west, okay? That's the difference. So even the city that Jesus was born in wasn't some garden spot of tourism. It wasn't some own and pop in place. And my point is God does not place the same value on things like looks on things like wealth and status that we do. He doesn't like the fresh crayons out of the box. He likes the ones that have been used, the ones that have been worn down, the ones that have been broken. He didn't call perfect people. He calls broken people. And part of the reason why it was so hard for the Jews to accept Jesus is because he did not tick any of their boxes. He didn't have the right look. He didn't come from the right family. He didn't have the right kind of job. He he didn't go to the right schools. Where was his pedigree? Their perception of what the Messiah was supposed to be was completely wrong, was completely misguided. And so it is today. Our definition of what success looks like, our definition of what prestige look, looks like, our definition of what matters is so askew, is so dramatically different 
from what matters to God. And we need to stop measuring our worth and our value by things that God could care less about. God is not looking for perfection because he says his strength is made perfect where in our weakness. God isn't looking for somebody who's got it all together and got it all figured out because that's exactly the kind of person who thinks that they do not need God. Broken crayons steal color and broken crayons are the preference of the God that we serve. Which brings us to we brag different or differently if you're going to be picky about it okay verse 28 says God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are let me talk to black people for a minute you know I appreciate all my listeners all of you from all cultural backgrounds and racial diversities and in other countries but let me talk to black Americans for a minute Look at what black people have have gone through and survived in this country. When God says God chose the lowly things, the despised things, and the, 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 the former slaves, we had a person of black heritage be the most powerful man in the world for eight years. Look at what we've overcome. Look at the attacks on our culture daily. Things that that used to be called ghetto have been taken and commodified and reappropriated. And now all of a sudden it's hip, it's lit, it's trendy, it's profitable. Look at how much of our culture has been stolen and reimagined to make money for entities that we cannot even attain. Look at how many of our brothers and sisters have been locked up for selling marijuana. Hello, for possession and distribution. And now it is a multi-billion dollar industry that most of us can't even get close to because it's been uh, segregated by power and prestige and class issues. Okay, industry looks to us to see what's popping. Industry looks to us to see what's trendy. People don't understand how we take a licking (laughs) and keep on ticking how we still rise above all of that adversity verse 29 says so that no one may boast before him it is because of him you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God that is our righteousness holiness and redemption therefore as it is written let the one who boasts boast in the Lord God has brought us from the plantation to the White House. God has sown his seed of creativity and innovation within us. The very first thing that God tells you about himself, and he could have told you anything about himself. What does the very first verse in the Bible say? In the beginning, God created. The very first thing that God told you about himself is that he is creative. And he has placed that seed of creativity and innovation within us. The Bible says that God is our refuge and our strength. And so when we brag, we brag differently, okay? Now, does that mean that all black people are believers? No, it does not, because you know some people who do not believe, okay, that that the word of the cross is foolishness to them. So it doesn't mean that all black people are believers, but what it does mean is that for those of us who are believers, we know that the odds are stacked against us, and yet we continue to thrive because chiefly of our faith in God. So we don't brag on ourselves. We brag on God because we know that if it had not been for the Lord on our side, where would we be? Amen. Amen. 
So that is it for this episode. Broken crayon, still color. You know what I want you to do. I want you to head over to Ready to Believe so that you can sign up for all of the freebies over there. I want you to go on Dr. Shante Says on Twitter, on Instagram, and let me know how you're feeling about this episode. And let me tell you this. You know why it's important for you to subscribe to readytobelieve.com because I own that platform. I don't own Instagram. I don't own Facebook. And you know, as you have probably heard from so many people, when they start monkeying and changing those algorithms, then the things that I'm trying to communicate to you to bless you, you don't even receive because unless I want to pay tens of thousands of dollars for ads over a period of time, then they won't even let the message reach you. So this is a platform that I can control. And so it's important for you to make sure that you are connected to me through a platform that I own so that I can continue to bless you. Okay, so make sure you head over to Ready to Believe, sign up for those freebies, which will put you right on the list. And I will see you next time.